You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you were listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves entered Monday coming off what I feel like was a pretty fun series in Chicago against the Cubs. And I want to establish this truth. Right now, at least in my opinion, the Chicago Cubs are playing as good a baseball as anybody in the National League. They have the they have one of the two or three best offenses in the National League, which includes the Braves, since the start of the second half of the season. They've been getting good pitching. The Cubs winning the weekend series should not be that surprising with how well they've played. But, of course, one of the biggest reasons why the Braves lost two straight games. On Friday, Max Reed was incredible. Last Friday, Max Max Reed was incredible, the offense was incredible, and the Braves got that 8-0 victory. But on Saturday and Sunday, the starting pitching for the Braves certainly left a lot to be desired. Bryce Elder, you know, it was the walks, it was the hard contact home runs that led to a big first inning that the Braves just could not come back from. And then on Sunday, it was uncharacteristically the Braves walking eight batters overall across all their pitchers, and of course Charlie Morton struggling as well. And I think that there is, you know, a, a reason to be a bit concerned. There is some truth to the fact that both Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton have struggled in their recent starts. But another thing that stood out just as much was the fact that Spencer Strider had looked pretty darn good for many of his latest starts, even if the overall numbers had not been that great. When it came to Spencer Strider starting out the game in dominant fashion, he had consistently done that through some pretty good competition in the month of July, so the Braves had to feel confident going into Pittsburgh against, you know, a lesser talented opponent than the Cubs with their ace on the mound in Spencer Strider. But unfortunately, a win just was not in the cards. The Braves lost 7-6 on Monday, and the story was much of the same. It was due to a start of struggles for Spencer Strider, and it was due to the big inning once again, much like we saw on Saturday when Bryce Elder ran into trouble with his control and home runs made it be a big inning for the Cubs. On Monday, it was the Pirates getting timely hits due to the lack of control for Spencer Strider. Overall, Strider, through the first two innings of the game, it felt like that the Braves and Pirates were going to be in the middle of a pitching duel, but in the bottom of the third inning, the Spencer Strider just did not have any answers. Overall, two and two-thirds innings pitched. His lowest innings total in a start 
so far this season. He gave up six earned runs off five hits, three walks, three strikeouts. He didn't give up a home run. You know, for a few stretches of this season, when Spencer Strider ha has given up runs or when he struggled, when he's given up a beginning, it's been because of the home runs. Well, last night, it was simply because he didn't have his control in place and the Pirates were able to take advantage of it. So Strider, overall this season now, he's had times of struggle, but he obviously, more often than not, has been dominant as well. But at the end of the day, it may surprise many that Spencer Strider now has a 3.94 ERA on the season. But it is relevant. It's important to note that his underlying statistics for Spencer Strider are much more impressive than his actual numbers. He His underlying statistics suggest Spencer Strider, in terms of what he can control, and a lot of this is due to his historic level of being able to strike people out, His, in terms of what he can control, his actual performance this year has been a lot better than what his numbers are. His underlying metrics are certainly better than what his actual surface numbers are so far this season. But two things that stand out as reasons why the actual results for Spencer Strider are significantly worse than what his underlying metrics suggest is the fact that Strider has been a bit more prone to giving up the home run than other elite starters in the game, and the fact that Spencer Strider has been unlucky as well. For instance, take this into consideration. Of the 25 pitchers, of the top 25 pitchers in baseball, that, you know, are qualified, you know, for statistics. Of the top 25 pitchers in baseball so far this year, Spencer Strider's 1.22 home runs allowed per nine innings is the second highest of that group. Aaron Nola right now is 25th in F4 if you look at Fangraphs.com. He is the only pitcher in the top 25 that is allowing homers more frequently than Spencer Strider. And we know that, you know, if you look at his starts, Strider gives up these home runs in bunches. He ran into trouble early on in the month of June where he went through a rough stretch because he gave up six home runs over a three-game stretch. You know, recently, towards the end of July, we know that Strider gave up a lot of home runs when he went into the seventh inning after dominating through the first six innings. So Strider gives up home runs in bunches, and a lot of times that's what's, that is what impacts his final numbers. But though he may be a bit more prone to allowing the home run, the other thing is, is that Strider has definitely been unlucky. A 336 average allowed on balls in play so far this year, that's the third highest BABIP mark among qualified starters in the majors this season. So when it comes to Strider, the tendency to give up the home run, the lack of luck when it comes to ball in play, the latter certainly played a part in this start against the Pirates. That's what's played a big part in Strider's actual numbers being far worse than, their, than his underlying metrics suggest they should be. And that's why you have to continue to have confidence in Spencer Strider. It was just an uncharacteristic night of struggles for Strider that also happened to come right after both Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton experienced as well. There's certainly some valid reason to be a bit concerned with how the Braves starting pitching has performed over the past three games, but with Spencer Strider, I would think, I would have confidence that he'll bounce back and be just fine, and this just simply was a bad night when it came to his control against the Pirates. But again, 
When it comes to the Braves' offense, they're continuing to do just fine. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, all three had a big night. If the Braves can get some solid starting pitching once again going, the offense should be just fine, and the wins should get back going for Atlanta. But again, three straight games in which the starting pitching has been a bit of concern for Atlanta. How big of a concern is that as we roll through this road trip in the month of August? We'll discuss that in just Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Moment. So as mentioned in the first segment of the show, three straight star- starts for Bryce Elder, Charlie Morton, and now Spencer Strider, in which the Braves starting pitching has just not been up to par. The Braves starting pitching, without a doubt, has certainly struggled over the past three games, and the Braves have lost three in a row as a result. But how much concern should there be with the starting staff right now once again going through a bit of a lull, going through a bit of a rut, a two or three game stretch where the Braves starters just are not getting the job done? I definitely think there's a reason to have a bit of concern because the Braves starting staff has shown that it's a bit more susceptible in the second half of the season of going through these two or three game stretches where they struggle than they were in the first half of the season. Because if you recall, two of these three starters, Strider, Elder, and and Charlie Morton, they were all-stars. That trio has been a bedrock for this Braves pitching staff with the fact that they've taken on a big they've been taken on a big responsibility, all three of them, and they've done their job to help the Braves arrive to the best record in baseball currently. And when I talk about the concern level, when I talk about you know how much of a concern these stretches, these these two or three game stretches are for the Braves, I'm not meaning there should be concern or panic for where the Braves stand in terms of their seeding for the playoffs or in the division. They still have a double-digit lead in the play, in the division. They still have more than enough of a comfortable lead over the Dodgers currently when it comes to a buy in the playoffs and when it comes to the top spot in the NL playoff picture. But I do think that it is clear that the biggest source of concern for this Braves team is their starting rotation. If you look at all aspects of this team, the bullpen, the lineup, and the starting rotation... I would stack the Braves lineup in their bullpen against any other National League team, really any team in baseball, in a playoff series. We obviously know how good the offense has been. And when the bullpen has been fully healthy this year, the Braves bullpen has arguably been the best in the game. That's the exact formula. The bats in the bullpen that won them the 2021 World Series. This offense 
is certainly better, more talented than that 2021 offense was. This bullpen may not be as dominant as the bullpen was then, but I do think that the depth of this bullpen for the Braves can get the job done in the playoffs. That means that, in, and don't, and I just want to, you know, paint that picture with confidence. Right now, with where the Braves are in terms of their division lead, in terms of having the best record in the National League, any conversation about how effective a certain aspect of this Braves team is, the context should be in the playoffs. How good will it be once the playoffs arrive? I think the lineup and the bullpen are going to be just fine, to the level of getting the Braves another World Series victory. But the big concern is going to be, can the Braves avoid two or three game stretches in which their starting pitching is not on point? Especially if the Braves' defense is a source of concern as well. I feel like that the Braves are a bit more susceptible to those two or three game stretches than many of us thought they were a few months ago. But I also don't think that it should be just an overwhelming source of panic or concern that that's going to have a big impact on a playoff series, at least not yet. Because with every one of these lulls, with every one of these ruts that the starting staff runs into, it gives the Braves more evidence of adjustments that need to be made in order to make sure that their starting staff is as fresh and effective as possible once the playoffs come around. Regression has certainly hit Bryce Elder. Both Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder are coming up, you know, at or they've exceeded their career highs in innings. Charlie Morton has certainly been more inconsistent as of late. For the Braves, that probably means that they need to start looking into a little bit of extra rest for each of these pitchers. And they have plenty of arms that they can use to make starts. And they've got plenty of wiggle room to where if they take on a few more losses than you may anticipate over the next several weeks, they're fine doing that if they're getting their starting arms extra rest. So an extra day of rest for many of their starters may be something that makes sense for the Braves to do. But when it comes to the playoffs, I think that the Braves have seen enough in the second half of the season. They've got enough data from these tough stretches that the starting staff endures to be able to make adjustments that will limit the, the walks, that will limit the beginnings, because that's what it comes down to. This team is going to a need to avoid big innings due to a lack of control and then obviously giving up the home run or the timely hit to the opposing team. If the Braves can just simply get back to limiting walks, and I don't think we're going to see the Braves consistently walking five-plus batters per game. Numbers certainly suggest that's not the case. I think this is just an uncharacteristic stretch of a bit of bad luck and bad execution by the starting staff, but in time, adjustments will be made just fine, and this starting staff will get back on track sooner rather than later. Overall, that's what I feel will be the outcome once we get past this tough stretch of baseball. But again, I do think that the Braves need to make adjustments when it comes to how they're handling their starting staff. Maybe a bit of extra rest for Strider and Elder and Morton, but also making sure that if, this type of situation pops up in the playoffs, you go right to that bullpen to prevent it from you know, leading to a big inning or preventing it from an early game situation where the Braves find themselves down by several runs. So overall, yes, this stretch of pitching for the Braves, there's reason to be a bit concerned. It's not fun 
to see it happen. But I think in time, it's a bit uncharacteristic for the Braves. They're typically not going to have this type of stretch of bad starting pitching, and I don't think it's going to happen that much in the playoffs because I think that the Braves are going to make the adjustments and they're going to put strategy in place to ensure they're giving their starting staff the support it needs to be as effective as possible. So hopefully better times are ahead when it comes to the Braves. Over the next two days, it'll be Yanni Torinos on the mound on Tuesday for the Braves, and then Max Fried on the mound making his second start after coming off the injured list on Wednesday. Countering for the Pirates on Tuesday, it'll be their best starter so far this year in Mitch Keller. So the focus for Torinos is simply this. Limiting the stretches in which the opposing team is able to make good contact. He did a good job of that against the Pirates in his last start. His second start as a Brave was certainly better than his first start. If Yanni Torinos can just give the Braves four to five innings, and it would be great if he could go five-plus innings with the fact that the bullpen was used quite a bit on Monday, If and it's been used quite a bit over the past three days. If Yanni Torinos can give the Braves five to six innings, get a quality start, and do a good job, he's not going to strike out too many. But at the very least, if he can limit the walks and limit the hard contact, the Braves should be just fine. Even against Mitch Keller, I think Atlanta can find enough offense early to give Torinos a lead to work with, and then Torinos can work his way through the Pirates lineup, limiting contact and allowing for him to get five or six innings. If that could be the case, it'll be a great development for the Braves, and hopefully they can end this losing streak and get a much-needed win to get some positive vibes going before Max Reed takes the mound on Wednesday. And of course, we'll have you covered here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. 